a kind of a rainy night. Everybody came out in, so we have a small, small but courageous group. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about fear today, and and I realized just before, just before I started. Uh, to talk that the the kind of fear that most people are thinking about these days is like the fears people have about the coronavirus right and that wasn't even what i started out thinking about but maybe that's a more realistic one i i was thinking about some fears i saw and i i've been gone for about a month traveling but i was i'm thinking i was thinking more about fears i was seeing in people um Facing things like old age and illness and uh, the possibility of dying, mostly from aging. And then it just occurred to me, well, we're all of you are younger, so that's probably not something you think a lot about. But um, you probably all are, are seeing people and reading things in the news about how fearful the world is right now. And uh, even the stock market is just going crazy, you know, it's plunging, and uh, there's a lot of fear with people thinking about what's happening with their money and their investments, and that's about the uh, the oil prices collapsing. And that somehow ties in to the world situation, too. But between the virus and uh, the stock market, being crazy right now, it brings out probably the worst in people. <laughs> um, and the the what I've been reading lately is a lot about climate change. And in addition to seeing being with some old people being fearful about uh, kind of losing everything that makes them that they've identified with for a long, long time as. Uh, you know, people identify, we all have, we all take on uh, a self, and we need that, we need a self, we need that identity to make it, to be in the world, because we have to, to, uh, we have to go about living in the world. But when we become too attached to any of those parts, uh, when we start to lose those, it becomes, it, it can be, what we would ordinarily call an identity crisis, but what we in in Buddhism what we call it is we're too attached to those things that we call ourselves, and so when we start losing them, uh, it can create havoc in our lives. So if you, I guess we can relate all of that to the coronavirus and the oil prices and everything. Um, if you think of yourself as like a healthy young person, which I know a lot, several of you are actually, um, you know, you may be thinking, well, this virus ha- is is not going to affect me in any way, right? It's, or if you're healthy, you may be thinking it's not part of your world, it's not part of your reality. But if you're older or you have certain health problems that make you be an at-risk person, you may be feeling uh, a lot of nervousness about it. Like, well, I'm not really very concerned about stuff, but because I have 
uh, this problem or that problem or because I'm a lot older or uh, I have some kind of a condition that makes me have a weak Im- immune system, you may be thinking, you may be having more fearful thoughts because your identity may be tied up more with those things you're losing about yourself than the things that you, you know, you're holding on to pretty comfortably right now. So um, I wanted to ask, I've been thinking about climate change because I just, I t- I've taught, some of you know I've just, took an online class that that discusses that from a Buddhist standpoint. And really the 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 final the summary of the class would be we read a lot of the Buddhist teachings that even uh, talked about why this is even something that Buddhists would talk about as climate change. And the Buddha talks a lot about there'll be you know, when there are times in every, in every person's life when, you know, there might be drought or there might be starvation or there might be, uh, diseases. There might be, there's always something going on in the world. And so we have to always be prepared for things like that. But the conclusion, even reading all the specific sort of situations the Buddha talks about, the conclusion that the teacher gave was the climate change is the climate is changing and it's changing very rapidly and we're all going to see it and it's not it's not going to wait till we all have died and only affect really young people you know it's it's happen it'll happen we're already seeing a lot of it and so what we really have to be looking at is how we're going to develop our own spiritual practices so we can handle this kind of change without it uh, being, without it rattling us as much as it potentially can. So we have to learn how to be calm in the face of a changing world that's out of our control. Um, we have to be people that others look to to see that we're calm. You know, we, we might need to be, have that quality of equanimity that the Buddha talks about, and it's one of the, one of the four top qualities that we, that we talk about developing. Loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and then uh, equanimity is the, the fourth, kind of the pinnacle of those. And that's that, that's that being able to accept things the way they are and work with it from that middle path, from that balanced way. And um, to always be able to kind of roll with the punches, you know, roll, roll, keep, you, to be able to keep, to keep moving and finding balance even when the world is in a very unbalanced, uh, maybe chaotic place. That balance comes from what we've, how we've developed, not our minds. And then that development includes wisdom that we have about the world and about ourselves. So when we meditate, we are not doing it just for the sake of sitting here still for a certain length of time. We're learning how to be still and quiet so we can see who we are and find out what makes us tick and what 
what wisdom we already have within us. And then we develop that wisdom and become the best human being we can become. And so equanimity is one of the best human qualities we can develop. So the, the, uh, the course was all about really what are we, what can we as Buddhists do to take care of ourselves first so we become, uh, like an instrument for peace in a turbulent world? I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to go a day further out in our world than today to see that. So, um, we don't, we don't have to take specific action and, uh, we're not gonna by ourselves change the world. But, but we all need to see if there's action that we can do, if there's something we can do, uh, in any, in any world situation. If there's something we can do to make things a little bit better, maybe it's just to make things a little bit better first in your own household, uh, or your own where you work, or might be if you're still in school, make things a little bit better at school. Uh, a little bit be- a little bit better very close to home and that close to home might be just uh how you're how you're uh, taking care of the garbage if that's your assignment at home you know if you're if you're trying to reduce the amount of garbage that we put into the landfills or if you're trying to really make sure you're separating your things you can recycle or if you're buying fewer that are wasting materials but we have to do even those little changes. We have to do from a place of equanimity. We have to do those from a place of, uh, this is something I can do and this is something that can be good for the planet. We don't do it because we're angry about the situation in the world. We do it from a place of, uh, loving the world. So we're do, everything that we do, if we choose to do something, I mean, maybe there's nothing you can think of that kind of motivates you or moves you to do more than you're already doing. But what we want to do is to be able to to know who we are and to understand ourselves. The more we understand ourselves, the more capable we are of understanding others and being truly compassionate for others. So one reaction a lot of us have, and, and as someone who's older, I've had this reaction because it's easy to think back. When I was a teenager, we were talking about we had to save the world, that there was, you know, there were, there were pollution. When I was in high school, I grew up in Texas, we always talked about how dirty Lake Michigan was, like how dirty the Great Lakes were that they were so polluted and what a terrible thing that was and that was nice and far away from texas so that was that was a nice target we weren't talking about the gulf of mexico and how polluted that was but but it i can remember that lake michigan was the example of the worst pollution around in this country and and those the great lakes now are cleaned up they're not they're they're they've been cleaned up you know we did that we've done really good things about uh, air quality in California and places where that those were the horrible things. But 
But as I got older, I would think, oh, the politicians are terrible because they're not passing legislation to to keep us on target with keeping the world safe and not letting it get out of control. So a lot of times when we're trying when we start doing that we're, we've lost compassion. We've lost compassion for others. Um, and, and the compassion that we need to experience is even compassion for uh, the politicians that we vote for or don't vote for. And we have to understand that pe- their people have made other reasons and made decisions to spend money or think about uh, what we need in this country. There, we, we have to even have compassion thinking all along we've been making the wrong decisions. All along we've been pushing the environment to the back. And now look, now look where we are. So it's easy to be angry about the things that need to change or that we've waited too late to change. But uh, being angry isn't developing the qualities the Buddha's asked us. The qualities that he's asked us to develop are the ones that really make us better people, not angrier people or uh, not people who can start wars and maintain wars in society. But he's asked us to develop the qualities that are just the polar opposites of those. To be strong, but to be kind, and to be uh, compassionate, and to be able to see joy and experience joy and appreciate joy in other people. And the, the ability that even in the worst of times to be, to be balanced. And not to be, not to be, uh, worked up about one thing and then depressed about something else. Like as much as we can, he wants us to be even keeled in all situations. So, so we come, we come back to that final conclusion, which is whatever you do, be sure you do it from love. And the most important thing we can do is to absolutely begin with ourselves and make those interchanges that we need to make. And sometimes, sometimes we don't, it's, sometimes it's easier for us to maybe sit and practice and meditate and read things and, um, and have a list of things that we'd like to see in the world, but really to change it to change ourselves and to kind of focus in and see where we are, um, where we are not, we're not like taking that extra breath uh, and and not being angry at someone. Like to, we're not seeing ourselves get right back to the very basics of what we do in this practice and change our behaviors from minute to minute, like second to second. It's so easy to um, catch ourselves and then think, you know, say something that we wish we hadn't said, and then two minutes later wish we hadn't said it. And it's so easy to get caught up in gossip or idle chatter or... um, maybe other forms of speech that later we're thinking, ah, I probably could have avoided that. You know, we're, it's so easy for us to not keep coming back to the basics 
And I, when I say for us, I mean for me too. Sometimes it's like we get the bigger picture, but we, we forget how much it has to keep coming back to us personally. That real change has to come back to us with almost, with almost every breath we take. You know, we have the potential to, um, stop and, and think, am I, am I where I, am I where I'm supposed to be right now? With my speech and with my thinking and with, uh, not letting, not letting the, the, the unwholesome and the unskillful come up in me and, uh, thinking of the really simple things that that we need to be thinking about to be to kind of be cleaning up our own act on the earth but especially in this spiritual path that we're on so i was uh, i i was when i was traveling i had one little example that i watched myself uh kind of lose it and it was um uh, I was staying with some people and while I was traveling for one part of my trip and uh I came into the I came into the to the kitchen one morning to make coffee or see if someone else had made it and uh the two people in the kitchen were talking and and they were talking about me and it was re- and and I didn't like what I heard them say and I felt this just this wash of like uh, uh, indignation and really like this kind of a, I could feel it in my body. I could just feel it just like coming up from my gut and up into my head. And, uh, and it was all because I overheard them say something they didn't want me to hear. And it was, it was, uh, in, you know, in my head, I'm thinking they were just, what they were saying was, totally inappropriate not not true and it was uh but but i could feel the reaction that i had which was i wanted to uh i wanted to say something to really cut the person down you know i wanted to say something like the perfect thing to to put that person in their place because it was like lots of really unwholesome, unskillful thoughts came into my head. And it was, um, it, and if you, that feeling of anger rising is, is not pleasant. You know, that was, that was the, the thing that was so powerful. It was like it made me feel dizzy because it was such a, a rush of, Maybe 30 years ago, that rush of anger would have felt good. I mean, I can remember being kind of righteous anger was something that I could enjoy. And now what we're trying to work with is to catch ourselves right in that instant where we see ourselves go from one one mental state and just because of... And you know, the person who was talking... Is, uh, is, is, I've heard that same person do exactly the same thing with other people. So I should have been able to just not even pay attention to what she was saying. Because over and over, I had seen her, uh, you know, talk about someone behind their backs. And, and just, it, it happened all the time. And so my reacting to it 
was really powerful for me because I thought, I can see her do it to other people and uh, and notice it and think, wow, that's not a good quality to have. But then when I overheard her doing the same thing to me, my reaction was was like I was indignant. I was irate, and I wanted to kind of put her in her place. And so, thank goodness, there was another person in the house, and so I ended up going back and brushing my teeth, deciding I'm not going to eat breakfast, I'm not going to have coffee, I'm not going to go and do anything with that person today. So I was ready to pout. It was just like a little kid who wanted to throw a temper tantrum. But I walked away from the situation, and then uh, the other person in the house knew that I had walked in and heard the third person say something. And so she was walking back to her bedroom, and she just passed me, and she said, don't take it personally, you you know, and, and... that it was just like that was enough to to help me just start seeing myself cool down and calm down and and i and i then thought well i'm the buddhist not this person who told me not to take it personally but her words couldn't have been more perfect for me so we never we never get very far what i realize is we never get far away from our issues from the things that push our buttons and the things that can can create damage that affects not only not only the other person we want to lash out at but it affects us doesn't feel good doesn't feel right and i think when i think about it those are the kind of things that that are are uh for for most of us, those turn out to be the big things, too. Those are the things that we're not mastering because we're not... There are certain really basic, basic elements to this practice and to what the Buddha taught that we we don't always want to remember because we don't want to hold ourselves that accountable. You know, I hope what I'm saying makes sense. Um... I think the little things are the things that we can work on, and the little things are like the things about ourselves. And that mental purification that we're always trying to, to do. And, and I think the importance of it is that as human beings, we have the capacity to purify our minds. We have the capacity to let go of the stuff that's unwise, or it's not helping us, or it's not making us into the person we want to be. We have the ability to really learn how to let that go. And then in its place, we have the ability to take in things that are wise and that are uh, the qualities that we do want to develop. And then we also have the capacity then to keep that and to, and to maintain those those qualities that are uh, that are the qualities of wisdom and determination. All the bodhisattva. Uh, have any of you taken bodhisattva vows? Sherry, you have. Do you remember them all? Yeah, remember the little song. Well, just it, so there's patience. I know I've caught you at a bad time. I think you were concentrating on. 
So uh, patience and determination and loving kindness and uh, what mindfulness, energy. What are we missing? <laughs> well, there are ten of them. And I can't remember the song right now. I'm, um, so there, these are the qualities that we can, that we do have the capability, every single human being does, to develop these qualities and then to maintain those qualities. And so when you take, uh, the precepts, we're already working on those qualities. Just when we learn, when we talk about our speech and when we talk about not harming, living things, and when we talk about um, just trying not to lie and not to steal and then not to speak uh, malicious or harsh speech to anyone and not to engage in idle chatter or gossip, those are really, those are, be- those are beginning to develop those big qualities that we talk of, like the bodhisattva qualities are the, uh, the four highest qualities those are the things that we're working to become. We want those to be the qualities that we're always radiating out. That's what will make the world be a better place. That's what's going to help bring peace when, when we feel like the weather's out of control and we're, our, uh, the glaciers are melting and things are happening. It's what's really important is can we still live with the practice that the Buddha's, that the Buddha's taught us about, that he's been a wonderful, wise teacher about. And, and it doesn't even have to be the climate. It can be things like when you're going through um, a difficulty in your life, a chronic illness, or losing a job, or um, going through a divorce, or the breakup of a relationship, or when you're aging and you're... Uh, you're seeing the qualities. I heard one person who's very late 80s tell me recently that someone had asked her to do some volunteer work, but it was in creating creating ideas and coming up with ways to find funding for a big foundation. And that's what she had done when she worked. And she said, it felt so good to have someone ask me to use that part of my brain that I've, you know, that's that's what I've always thought was my strongest skill. Because she knows she's losing some of that, you know, but she loved the idea that someone still recognized that about her and, and valued her as a resource because she just, it's almost there in her sleep, you know, it's just part of who she is. So as we get older, we start to lose some of the things that maybe defined us when we were younger. But if we can, if we can deal with all of that, like if we can age with grace and age without fear and uh, move through all these difficult transitions that we all have in our lives, letting go of fear, but embracing those those qual- those qualities that we can actually spend that's worth spending our time and energy on is to develop those qualities because those are the qualities that will 
that will be there for us when everything else falls apart, when everything else, and I'm not just talking about the climate, but eventually all things fall apart, right? The Buddha said all things rise. All conditioned things are impermanent. Their nature is to rise, stay for a little while, and then to fall apart again because they are conditioned and they are, that's the nature, that's that that's the nature. Who's which one of our monks always says that? That's the nature. But we would say that's the nature of this world, right? That's the nature of things. That's the nature of reality. And that's what we're trying to learn how to live in harmony with. Um, we have we have all these wonderful great qualities for a certain length of time, and then we even we lose those. And eventually we this body breaks down, we lose that. But in the meantime, what we can be doing is really picking and choosing what we're we're instead of thinking about fear, we're we need to be really thinking about what qualities will be there for us no matter what happens. No matter if I'm in a uh you know, if 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 you're in a car accident and you, you lose the use of your legs tomorrow. What are the qualities that we're all trying, we all want to develop that can help us have equanimity even in a situation like that? So now I've given everybody things to be fearful about, but, um, I, I, I just, I think it, I think we can be inspired by the teachings of the Buddha to work so perfectly and beautifully with our own little piece of the earth. We can learn to be quiet and silent and listen to what's going on inside of us. And that's, that will, that's our best teacher. That is our teacher. We're surrendering to that better part of ourselves that's within. And if we, if we stay true to that and just work on developing wisdom and insight and working with what we have, working with what is ours to work with, um, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll make it, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be complete. We'll be a better human being when we end this life than when we came into it. Thank you. <laughs>